What is up, everybody? It is Sunday. You know what that means rarely ever. It's a pay-per-view recap. Me, Brandon Tanguma, is here live, in person, in studio at Park MGM with Dominic Hobson. We just came back from across the street from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We just completed AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Dominic, how are you doing today, buddy? Well, Brandon, one could say I was all in. Oh, you went all in? Today. Okay. And then maybe in like October, September, like Labor Day weekend, maybe you go double or nothing? Yes. Okay. No. Um, The show was, you know, I'm trying to compare it to the last time we were live in Las Vegas. I'm trying to compare it. I feel like. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay. You know, maybe at the okay. end we'll go like a full okay. recap. But okay. uh, yeah, you know, this is the reason we're here. Yes. But before we let into the, the show, some things happened. We're not going to obviously go through our entire weekend since yeah. our last recording. Hopefully the audio levels are a little bit better. I'm sorry to those out there because I, I, I understand. I think the levels are a little too low because I had yeah. my, my sound. Shut the fuck up. You didn't even listen. I had, this, <laughs> I had the sound too high in my headphones. And so I personally, when I was listening to, I thought it was fine. But when I listened back, it was not fine. So hopefully this time I Scotty too hotty that bitch and turned it up some so you can actually hear Banging me. It. Uh, but uh, yes, so Sunday, what is it? May 29th. Didn't do too, too much today. Pretty much just sat in the hotel room, drank pregame, gambled a little bit, go to the arena dominic had a a pretty good day overall fantastic fucking day i I forget exactly where we were at i think we were we were this was before the heat celtics game six game we were all in on this on the heat that panned out well dominic saturday didn't do so well on the sloth we bounced back but sunday dominic is doing absolutely fantastic because he is the king of over assists prop bets in the NBA. He took the over in the Jimmy Buckets game six. That smashed in the first quarter. Yes. Then he takes the over assist in Jason Tatum. Ultimate sweat. Yes. We, were, we weren't watching the game, but I had it pulled up on my phone looking at the box score, and he had five, because it was what, five and a half? Yeah, five and a half. Five, yeah. five and a half. He had four, I think, through the half, got the fifth and the third, and then finally, with a couple minutes left in the fourth, he got finally converted it, and we'll, we'll talk about the length of double to nothing, because the show <laughs> ended around 9.30 local time. The sports book closed at 10. We try to rush into the hotel, which only is like a five-minute walk. Not that far. We get there, and the place, there's workers there, but they said, "Eh, eh." I got there with time to spare. They say they're closed at 10. We got there at like 9.55, but they they turned them around and said you got to go to the cashier's desk, which normally where you go to cash your poker chips or something, but it's okay. Dominic has turned, so you got 50 on today. Then you put a little small little $10 one on. Jimmy, right? No, Jimmy was 20. So he turned 70 into almost 150 because both of them were plus money. So Dominic, he, he, might, you know, he might not sound the smartest sometimes, but God damn it, when it comes to the sports betting and the over assists, he knows he's a, he's a sharpshooter. Well, I, I just want to say this whole trip, um, pretty much from Thursday to pretty much Saturday. Um, except for one moment on a slot machine where Brandon was like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't go to $1. Hit that one, that $5 bet one more time. Max bet that bitch. If, if I didn't listen to you. And if you didn't hit the place bet at that exact nanosecond. Of, of, yes. 
Um, he gets a, te- a free 10 spin, 10 games, and that whatever it was turned into 200 plus dollars. Well, no, it actually turned into. Oh, yeah, no. No, it wasn't like 400. It was a lot of goddamn money. It was, Dom- it was Dom- a lot. Dominic went from no- literally from nothing to double. It was my last $50, right? Pretty much. He, Dominic was down in the dumps. We went across the We went to a different hotel. Went to Aria. He spent all his money there. We come back. Spent the last of it. And then a uh, studio audience was sitting next to me and just raking in the dough. And I said, Brandon, fuck, get on. You got the good luck. Just do it. And he, no, he put in money. I, I put in $100 because I was feeling myself because at this point I haven't really lost he anything. He was untouchable. Uh, 45 seconds, two minutes later, I lose all my $100. And then I'm like, fuck it. You know. I'm here to have fun, put my 50 in, and I, you know, I, I lose, I lose, I lose, and I'm like, oh, I can't lose all my money, so I go to $1 bet, and Brandon's like, no, max bet that bitch, max bet it, get all my money back, plus more, you know, happy Dominic's back, we're having a great time, and I think uh, then last night, lost a hundred, I lost. Before we get into that, I thought we weren't going to go too far off topic and talk about our entire weekend. Don't give a shit because I am plus monies, and that's all that matters. Run my, I won my one roulette rule. I don't, I don't want to rub it in, but is the stu- studio audience? Are you up or are you down a little bit? No one is broke in this yeah, room. No one is zero. But uh, we, we've had a, a good weekend. Yeah, because I brought what six, seven. Studio, studio audience is down, but she's not out. She's like lost I, half. I have yeah, she lost about half. She, she. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's all you know. Gambling is about entertainment. Yes. You bet what you can afford to lose. Yes. And also before we, after Dominic placed his sports bet, he played roulette for the first time. The we were talking all this shit that we we're gonna play table games. Unfortunately, didn't really have the opportunity to. But Dominic, but, but, walk, if you didn't call me a pussy, buck, buck. I wouldn't have done it. So, l- so l- let thank people, you. Let the people know what happened, Dominic. Basically, I my, my whole my whole thing today was I wanted to try to get some money back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to break this 100. Thank you, Brandon, for breaking my 100. Got a 50, you know, two 20s and a 10. And I said, I'm going to bet 50 in the sports book and 50 on on red. Even though I wanted black, but, you know, it's okay. Because I didn't listen to you. Yep, because I'm not a roulette I'm a blackjack. Walked up to the lady, and I was like, I was like. Shout uh, out her. I don't know what her name was, but she was super nice and accommodating. I I literally said, it's my first time. She goes, oh, your first time today. And I go, no, my first time ever. She goes, oh, we'll push the menu right here. Threw threw my 50 bucks on on the table. I I, I should have smartened you up because you, like, try to give it to her. What you're supposed to do is, like, place it on the ground, place it on the thing. She takes it because, you know, big brother's watching, and they got to make sure everything's on the up and up. Yeah. But anyway, she's like, I'm going to place it right here. I'm like, okay. And I place it there. She grabs it, and I go, she's my my, my chips. And I go, eh, 50 under it. Let's do this shit. And she spun it. Longest. Like what, 10, 15 seconds ever? Oh, exactly. It just, it just and keeps... it almost went on black too. It it was almost on black, and it went boop, beep into red. And I, think I was, it, what was it? I think it was red thirteen, something like that. So lucky number thirteen, baby. And I said thank you, and I'm done. <laughs> Cash out, get your monies. Yep. So we turned fit. So we turned hundred into fifty. So that's one fifty, and then sixty. So two twenty, two ten. Yes. Yes. I can do math. Because I got 110 from Sportsbook and yeah. Yeah. 50 or 100 into 210. Yep. No one cares about our Vegas trip. They want to hear our recap of Double Nothing because we were there in person. So we yes. get there. Not. Ex- I mean, we got there around what we were looking for. Around an hour about. Got there pretty quick. Yeah. Line looked kind of long, but it moved accordingly. We don't even know what this guy's name was. Shout out to Homeboy from San Diego and... He, he was a Lone Ranger like yep. I was in Chicago. He was very talkative. Yep. He was nice. 
talk some baseball, talk some yep. wrestling. Yep. And uh, he was up in section two oh something, ha- I guess by himself having a great time. Shout yep. out, been there. He's. I told Dominic that you should have told him about your podcast. We should have should have plugged should've, the podcast, should've. but uh, you know had some liquor. We were all lubricated at the time. I had yep. I had a plan to drink an energy drink, which I think was the the best, the best idea I've yeah. had this entire weekend because uh, really boosted boosted me up because I. I mean, we didn't drink a shit ton, but I think the extra little caffeine boost I mean, definitely helped for this almost five-hour wrestling if show. If the studio audience didn't make me drink that tequila, probably would have been fine. So, I, I was talking. I wanted to see the pre-show so much because I wanted to see Hookhausen, and um, unfortunately, I was unable to. Did you get? Did you have a TV monitor at least? We did have a TV monitor, but the way the merch stand was, they had a they had like a big one that I was looking at. And I saw like the entrances. And then by the time like the match really started going, there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I couldn't see it, but I could hear the crowd a little bit. And obviously, we knew Hookhausen was going to be Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Uh, that match took place five minutes, 20 seconds. Dominic, did you have a TV monitor in front I of did. you and able I to did. see kind of what happened? I did. We saw Tony Nese and uh, Mark Smart, whatever fuck his name is, come out. Saw Hookhausen come out. and uh, Well, it's Hook and Demhausen. And, um, it's Hookhausen. It's Hookhausen. Let's be honest. And, uh, you know, we, we saw some of it. Um, we were actually more interested in, in, in the merch because, you know, you, you know me, I don't like hook big, big, uh, he's a douchebag. Yeah. Unfortunately I was unable to, cause we were in two separate lines because Dominic was in a line and I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll be able to go and find a different merch line. Cause yeah. I, I've, I've been to the T-Mobile arena. I went to a Kanye West concert and I saw there was a merch line like right by the door it was super long i go to my seat there was a merch stand like right outside where i was sitting no line whatsoever and i was like oh i've only knew that before so i tried my luck again line was a little shorter but it was also a shorter merch stand didn't have as many options as dominic did but uh we, we each you know i wanted the i was there short unfortunately didn't have the right sizes and it was complicated and i don't want to leave my seat to go wait in merch line again but yeah yeah, i got a cm punk shirt another one got a uh not an i was there shirt i was able to get the uh poker chip you got that one yeah i got the other one yeah that one you could have told us yeah well you know you hate to see it but it's okay it's okay i'll wear it just i'll wear it next time i see you just that's okay i'll wear the i'll wear the all-in cm punk darby allen one i don't wear mine oh thank you studio so nice sell sell to him no I collect mine. I still have mine. I mean, I kind of collect my shirts, too. I don't even remember. I don't think I've really worn any of, like, my I Was There shirts. Yeah. But it's fine. It's more of just a memory. Okay. So we get to the, well, I got to the seats first. They joined me. Uh, but the opening match was Wardlow and MJF, a match that is, I would say, you know, dripped in controversy because the entire weekend, Saturday, was Fan Fest. MJF no-showed the event and all night there was reports rumblings that there was a plane ticket purchased to new york yada 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 we you know we're not on the internet 24 7 right now we're on vacation i kind of you know jumped into it last minute and uh it was just a weird situation because mjf has been vocal but we don't know exactly what's a work what's not a work uh the contract situation coming up in 2024 and this was one of the most built matches on the card. This one goes seven minutes, 30 seconds. Wardlow just dominated. I, I, yeah, just dominated, squashed, whatever you want to call it. Uh, MJF just pretty much, a, a, you know, 
we get the Wardlow chance, very similar to Goldberg. You can count the math, the moves Wardlow did on one hand, pretty much all power bombs. MJF weasels his way around a little bit, but uh, we get a total of 10 power bombs, and he gets the win. Um, this match was kind of weird, just because of the stuff with MJF, also Wardlow not having music. Um, the crowd was definitely behind Wardlow. They were against MJF, which I... It's honestly hard to gauge what that exactly means because he's one of the he's the best heel in the business. There's also this stuff surrounding him, so who knows what's you know heel heat and what's real heat. But Wardlow wins in an, I mean in and out in 7:30. Still, it's a relatively long match, but but 99% of it was MGF running around, so you can't really you know I mean it it was four and a half minutes of MGF running around and then the other what three minutes of just Power bombs, power bomb, power bomb, power bomb. Which you know is right because it does take ten power bombs to be MJF. Yes, just so saying. MJF losing back to back pay per views. This one definitely not as good of a technical match as the CM Punk one. But I mean, Dominic, your thoughts? Not exactly on the match per se, but just kind of everything surrounding it. You got to take into account the MJF situation. When we did the podcast, we didn't touch on it because it didn't happen. He didn't no show yet. I think we were. It was speculating that there was I don't I don't think the plane ticket was No, everything took place on Saturday and we did the podcast Friday, so yeah. we didn't know anything about this. Well, I mean it, it did kind of make the match I think awkward. I well to me it was kinda like Okay, he's here, cool. But like it they, felt, they, it they felt re- like they really like dragged out because MJF came out first, played the music forever, and you're like, Oh, maybe he's not gonna show up, but yeah. he ultimately did. And well to me it was kinda like the match, it felt like they were like, you know what? Hey, we were actually going to put on a decent match, you know, show off Wardlow, you know, still going to, I still felt like he was going to go over, but I, I feel like because of everything that's going on, I, to me, it felt like they just said, oh, fuck you, MJF. You're going to fucking go out there, put him over, you're done. It was kind of like a burial, honestly. I, I mean, I, I see that, but even if this stuff on Saturday didn't take place, I could see the match pretty much playing out the exact same way. I mean, maybe MJF gets a little bit more offense in terms of, like, a low blow or a poke to the eye, which he did do. Like, he did some of those things, but yeah. Wardlow really didn't sell much during the match. So um, I haven't seen anything really on the internet or any reporting in terms of MJF and how he was backstage or anything. So, you know, by the time we are reconvening next week, we, we should know more. And it is – I saw a tweet that MJF is kind of almost like the new Andy Kaufman where he just – blurring the lines of fiction and reality so well that it's very hard to tell what's what so i let's just say mjf stays around what do you say which he probably should but what do you see these two doing does wardler go off do we get more of the same you know most same both of these guys still working together i I, I mean it was like a bam wardlow destroys him he's done goodbye mjf i mean don't get me wrong. I, I like Wardlow. I think for a big man, he's okay. Um, I don't see him as a world champion. I don't see him as a TNT champion at the moment. To me, he's a mid-card at best. Until either A, he just fucking catches fire again like he like he did during this whole thing with MJF. Um, you know, if MJF, if this whole thing is, you know, a shoot, not a work, you know, it, it 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 it's hard to really say 
because I feel like you can continue on with it, you know, you know, maybe the whole thing with MJF, they go back to it for, you know, they run it back for another week or so and really cement his dominance. And, you know, I I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because you don't know what to expect with MJF now. And I think that's what's going to fuck over Wardlow. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we just got to wait and see what happens then. We get one of the many, well, I guess the second of many tag matches on the show. We get the dream match that has already happened of the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Brandon Cutler in the corner of the Young Bucks. This one goes 19-15, relatively long match, but I think they fill it out quite well. Crowd was hot. This was kind of the, the real opener, just because I think a lot of people expected what the Wardlow MJF match would have been. Uh, crowd was hot. Uh, Jeff does Jeff things, trying to kill himself. The Young Bucks, you know, doing Young Buck things, and Matt Hardy was there. Um, you know, I mean, I thought this was a really good match. I don't exactly remember everything in their ROH match. I probably would say the ROH match was a little bit better, but this was still a fun match. And the Hardys get the win at the end of the day. Um, I picked the Young Bucks to win mainly because I don't know what you do with the Hardys after the fact, especially with the tag title scene with uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus being champions. But, uh, spoiler alert, they're still champions. And now the Hardys uh, get the win over the Young Bucks. So, Dominic, this was the the Curveballs and Chair Shots feud. Big Hardy Boys fan. Um, I like the Hardy Boys. I guess I picked the Young Bucks just to kind of piss Dominic off. But your boys, Matt and Jeff, get to the dubski. I just got to say, I've seen Matt before, seen Jeff, never seen him together. I'm pretty sure we went to payback the show after WrestleMania when they defended the tag titles. I even looked at you, I was like, did they, who do they face at payback? Was it Seamus and Cesaro? And then you looked, you said, yeah. Brandon, he was drunk. I was he high when I said that. Yeah, he doesn't remember anything. Um, too many concussions. Um, but no, I, I, I'm really excited that I've got, I got to see him again. It was a great match. Uh, it was a slobber knocker, one might say. And that finish was crazy. Fucking Jeff is too old. And Swanton on the steps, which is what he did in the uh, Darby. Darby match. But actually hit it this time. Didn't miss it. Can't confirm it was Cesaro and Sheamus. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Good thing but, the Wi-Fi is good. But uh, but no, I I, it, I I thought it was a fairly good match. Probably the beast. Oof. I would probably say the second best tag match of the night. Yeah, I yeah. Well, yeah, I probably would say that. We are a little biased about one of the matches, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm, I very much enjoyed this match. This was, as I said, kind of our opener. Like, the match was hot. It was really fun. Maybe a tad bit too long, but it was early enough in the show that the crowd was, you know, behind everybody. Uh, Brandon Cutler doing some shenanigans at ringside. And um, good good match. They are going to have a mega tag team match yeah. at the Forum on Mon- or Wednesday with uh, the Undisputed Elite team going up against the Hardys and, and the uh, jungle. jungle Express, whatever the fuck they're called. Yes. Then, the uh, popcorn match, which was very early, and I thought they would have put this later in the show. Jade Cardgill defends her TBS championship against Anna Jay. Hammer of the night. Uh, Jade Cardgill wins. 7 minutes, 25 seconds. 
Dominic, I went to the bathroom, as did a lot of people during this match. You missed it. What What did you think of the Malcolm match? Malcolm Bivens came out. Yes, this was the show. This was the match of the debuts. We get Malcolm Bivens debuting, joining up with Jade Cargill and uh, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan. Did not see what happened. With, I know smart Mark Sterling came down. What happened? I know he got hit by Juddy Huggy, but did he... Like he just got knocked out and just pretty much just lay there. Okay, pretty so we don't know what what this means between you know the two managers, lawyers, whatever you want to call them. But after that, then when I'm coming back, walking down the ramp or walking down the steps, I see uh, Athena, former Ember Moon, makes her debut. She joins up with Chris Statlander and Anna J. So possibly some sort of six way going uh, in the future, but. Uh, a lot of people speculated that maybe Athena could have been someone to either defeat or give Jade a run for her money, and it looks like that's the direction they're going. I'm happy for that because I feel like it's it's they they needed someone in that women's division to kind of, especially in the TBS division. Yes, they 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 need a fresh face. They need a fr- a face that you know isn't so. How do you say? I feel like Athena can do so much. She's she's kind of like an all-around wrestler. You know, she's not she's willing to go fucking dive off the fucking top rope in the middle of a million chairs. She's willing to fucking, you know, she's willing to get down and dirty and that's what they need. They don't need a pretty face. They don't need anything else. They just need a kick-ass Shout motherfucker. Out to uh, underrated, one might say. Agreed. But they need a kick-ass motherfucker and that is her. Yeah, I'm very excited that she is back in wrestling on AEW. I very much enjoyed her run in NXT. Didn't get too much of a, a spotlight on the main roster, so hopefully in AEW she could uh, you know, get her well, chance. Well, did she get hurt that way? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's had a little bit of injury history, but um, I I think she's super talented. If we're putting her up against some of the other ones, maybe, you know, I'm the huge Tony Storm guy, so um, I probably put Tony over Athena, but I still think Athena is super talented and well worth the signing moving on we get the house of black taking on uh triangula de la muerte in a six-man tag team match this one goes 15 minutes 35 seconds um what you would expect just a fast pace lucha libre-esque match just move spots some rules were applied in terms of the tags and everything Uh, but in the end we get lights on lights off both dominic and i for some reason, just jumped to Bray Wyatt showing up and joining the House of Black, but thank God it was not. It was Julia Hart, yep. which makes storyline sense. She sprays Pack with the Black Mist. Pack gets down. Bam. I forget if he had a Black Mass or whatever, but uh, House of Black gets the win, and Julia Hart joins up with them. So now adding a different, a female dynamic to it. And I told Dominic, you know, she could she could be what Alexa Bliss should have been when she was with uh, Bray Wyatt. You know more grounded darker not you know super kooky and whatever they're gonna do but but that's wwe they 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 cookie cut it they make it sellable they make it relatable um but no i i I think the match was by far very entertaining very groundbreaking innovative um that that canadian destroyer on this on the ring edge was pretty cool um, but and I really, honest to God, I did like the fact that it was Julia Hart that came out because I think the last the last thing I remember seeing with this whole Varsity Blondes House of Black shit was she was like getting ready to turn 
on, I think, Brian Pillman Jr. And then she didn't. I We yeah. don't watch Dark, so I don't know if there's anything going on that, but it's kind of, you know, been radio silence for a bit, and then she, she popped up. Yeah, so I'm happy that she's kind of maybe now going to get elevated up, and, you know, now I'm curious to see what happens. She's super young. I don't haven't seen too much of her in terms of in-ring-wise because she's been with the Varsity Blondes, so... Um, hopefully this character can she can do the best with it and adding a female dynamic to the mix I don't know if Death Triangle will now add a female maybe you know Thunder Rosa or s- somebody else I do not know then we'll just kind of combine what do you automatically think of Thunder Rosa you know cause you know mm. Triangula de la Muerte racist yes definitely racist uh, but we're going to combine the next two matches kind of into one because it makes sense we get both the Owen Hart Foundation tournament finals first it was the men's Final with Adam Cole defeating Samoa Joe uh, in 12, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Then Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeats Ruby Soho to be the women's final champion. 13 minutes, 20 seconds. So uh, the couple gets it done, Cole and Britt. Ruby gets uh, the rancid treatment. We Dope. Get, uh, yeah, I, mean, <clears throat> I thought it was fantastic. The, the crowd was into it, sing your song. And this... The women's match was when I went to go get a drink, but I was able to watch it on the on the Tron. Um, I thought both the matches were good. This was a li- kind of like in the low period, especially after that six-man tag that just kind of drained the crowd, I think, a bit. And um, I don't know what they were expecting with Adam Cole and Samojo. Maybe they thought there was going to be some sort of schmoz. There was a distraction or something with uh, Bobby Fish. But in the end, Adam Cole won. Not super-duper clean, but clean enough. I guess no Sodom seeing, you know, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt in the mix to cost Samoa Joe. Uh, Bert Baker gets the win relatively clean. I kind of forget exactly what the finish is, but um, so yeah, Cole and Britt. No, I think Britt Brit was legit clean. So yeah, Cole and Britt get the uh, job done. Martha Hart comes out. They had the, the table with both the title belts and a cup. So luckily they both live in the same house. So they don't got to share back and forth because there's only just one giant cup. Yep. Uh, Martha Hart comes out, makes makes a speech. She was visibly emotional. There was legit people crying in the uh, in the stands. Uh, Tony Schiavone was there, making you know, kind of introduced her. It was a, a great moment. You know, people. It's been a while with WWE not really acknowledging Owen. It's been you know far too long that people haven't been able to give Owen and you know the Hart family. Uh, they're just due. I I, I kind of. If I'm not mistaken, it's the Hart family who do- doesn't want WWE talking about Owen, correct? Yes, and I mean, it's just kind of a, a box, you know, a can of worms that I don't think WWE wants to acknowledge. I mean, yeah, let's not go down that road right now. But, um, you know, great matches. Um, I kind of knew if Adam won, Britt was going to win. Kind of made sense. Why are you going to have Adam win and not... Brit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so mean, it kind of ruined it, but it was fine. Yeah, the, I mean, the matches were good. They, I, well, they've acknowledged it a little bit, but, like, they overtly were together. You know, they kissed. They celebrated together. Um, they, both of them are technically heels, but they were very babyfacious in their reaction. Do you see this being kind of a way to, you know, move them together in some sort of feud? Possibly, you know, Sammy and Ty or something or other. It's just kind of, you know, they each won. They're, we're going to acknowledge they're together, and then they're just going to go their separate ways. Uh, you know, I, I, I told you when Britt won, I was like, watch. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae were going to come out. And I was, like, expecting it because it would make sense, you know? Fucking. But, no, it didn't happen. I was wrong. 
But, um, you know, if, if they go together, I would be okay with it. I would, I would really like them to stay separated for a while just because Brit needs to be able to do shit on her own, which she has. She's doing fine. But, sorry, I'm like burping and not trying to die right now. Shout out, shout out the uh, two drunk guys who were next to us. They made multiple piss breaks, multiple. Oh fuck, that was so fucking annoying. <laughs> multiple. Studying on and said, "I thought, I, I thought I stopped going to church." Oh damn. Yes, we uh, got up and down multiple times. Did more squats there than in the gym. Um, but I don't think it's the right time, Studion, for Dom to be chomping on crackers. Curveballs and chair shots. Ace more coming soon. But. God oh. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, sh- shout out Reba. You know, big Reba fan over here. Um, Homeboy next to you. Drunk guy next to me. Which he did fall, he did fall into my lap once in piss break number four yeah. or something. But um, he, 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 heard, he heard me cheer for Reba, and he was like, oh, you like Reba? I was like, you're fucking right. I like Reba. Shout out J-Row. He likes Reba as well. Don't know if J-Row's listened to this pe- post-show, but... Shout out J-Row, big Reba fan club over here, and he just busted out some photo of him. I assume it was at FanFest or something this weekend. No, so. this is a girlfriend. What are you talking about, bro? He definitely bagged Reba, uh, or Rebel, Rebel, this weekend. Uh, moving on to another tag team match. I would have laughed if we ripped out Reba McIntyre. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get another tag team match. Um, another couple involved in a match. We get American top team Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Page Van Sant with... Dan Lambert taking on Frankie Zarin, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. American top team gets the win 12-30. Um, very awkward match with Frankie Kazarian being the only true babyface in the match, and he's not exactly an over babyface. He's respected, but he's not a pushed act by any means. So um, I, it seems though they were you know building to this match. They, they had this match in mind, the Cody Brandy thing. I think this was supposed to be their moment to have a match against Paige and Sky or whoever it was. So I think the Cody thing threw it for a loop and Sammy and Ty now working out as faces threw it for a loop as well. So definitely an awkward match. Uh, they, you know, they got it done. They built a Paige and Ty. Um, it wasn't like a Ronda Rousey pop or reception for Paige. She's definitely a lower level than Ronda. Um, it's like an awkward match. They get in, get out. The heels win, and that's that. I mean, I I, I will say, Kazarian can still go. Sammy and Ty, fucking annoying. Like a little over the top, a little too much over the top for my taste. Shout out their Maleficent apparel though. It was fire. Dope, dope. But um. And Ethan Page, I before this match, I was kind of like not really into him. He's actually kind of good, so I'll give him credit where credit's due. What'd you think of Page? She, did, I mean, they protected her. She didn't do too much, as I said, didn't get like a huge star reaction. But I, uh, I would assume they're paying her a decent amount of money, and she's got a name value, so they probably should use her. Uh, I mean, you kind of hit it. She's no Ronda. Um, I would probably use her not as much as probably what you would want to use her for. Um, I don't think she should be going after any title. I don't think she should be, you know, one-offs are fine with me. She she looked okay. I mean, it, it wasn't anything spectacular. 
You know, she wasn't hitting, like, fucking stunners or fucking jumping off the top rope or anything crazy. You know, it was kind of your basic kind of, um, you know, suplex here, clothesline here. Um, I think she hit a DDD on Sammy or something like that. But other than that, nothing nothing too crazy. Shout out to the uh, Impractical Joker guys. They were at ringside. I saw them uh, saying something to Sammy. But uh, shout out to them. Moving on, we get just kind of the random why the fuck is this match even on the card because we didn't watch Rampage. And uh, whatever Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen go at it, and just a straight-up singles match. Kyle gets the win, 950. Um, with the Heat-Celtics game going on, there was reports of them seemingly padding out time so the main event or whatever you know doesn't go head to head with the final or the final couple minutes of the game seven so i would assume that's kind of the reason they put this match on here uh kyle gets the win via pinfall you know good match i like both these guys uh wish kyle oh not wish kyle could do more but i see he could do more and it, it but darby is they say one of the pillars and I did find it interesting. I just kind of, you know, he, he's a guy who you can have lose and he can come back, but um, just kind of a throwaway type singles match. And you have Darby lose to Kyle, who's a tag team guy and not exactly protected uh, as a singles. I mean, I, I would have loved to have, you know, I don't know if they wrote off Sting for a reason or what whatnot, but I would have loved for it to be, you know, because isn't Kyle the one that took Sting out, right? That's the whole reason why. Pretty much. So it would have been nice to have Sting just, you know, come out. Kyle gets scared, and that's where Darby Darby wins like that. That would have been nice. But yeah, I mean, this match didn't need to be on the card. It could have been on a Dynamite. Yes. Or even like the pre-show, like the Rampage uh, main event on in Vegas. So, you know, the match was fine for what it was. Sub ten. So you know, get in, get out. How you doing? Keep moving. Then the women's world championship match: Thunder Rosa. Defends against Serena Deeb. This one goes 16 minutes, 55 seconds. I believe one of the, not well, not it's long, but not long for a. It felt uh, like it went forever. For a title match, Thunder Rosa gets the win via pinfall. Uh, Thunder Rosa was over. The crowd liked her. Uh, Deeb, I mean, she didn't have like super heel heat, but the crowd I think respects her and uh, was going along with the match. It never really clicked in terms of you know getting to that crescendo that they wanted yeah. um, with three matches after this. I think the crowd was kind of, you know, saving themselves. Uh, and to be honest, I, I don't think the match deserved to, you know, get the full response. And I said it on the, on the pre-show or the preview that, you know, this match could be really good if the crowd's up for it, but kind of where the place was, the work itself, it just didn't really mesh well and come, you know, culminate in uh, the match they could have had. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I hope I don't get canceled for this, but Serena Deeb to me is not a world title contender. I, I don't get me wrong; she's done a lot for the business. She's trained, she's coached, she's wrestled, she's shaved her head, she's blood, sweat, tears for the company. She got fake titties, exactly. But to me, she is not world championship material, just because I feel like. I I I know you could somebody somebody or most people or whatever could relate but to me she's just not not it um I think she's good as like a one off and they did a good job at building her up with the you know whatever 5 minute challenges or whatever it was and yeah. having her win beat Hikaru Shida 
and build her up, have Thunder Rosa knock her down, and whatever is next for Thunder. Um, I, I think she should be good. Uh, maybe it is another match with Brick just because she won the tournament. Uh, I mean, the women's division in general has a little bit of a depth issue because there's the champions in Thunder Rosa and Jade. Jade is such on a different level than pretty much everybody because she's so protected. Thunder is a little bit of an underdog babyface, so she can have her lose, but yeah. I just don't know outside of, like, Brit Baker, and I guess now Athena, cause just because she's new, who else is really I mean, in you, that type of picture? You have Tony Storm still. Chris Satliner looks like people are really behind her at the moment and, you know, want her to be a, up for a challenge pretty soon. Um, I mean, you can always go back to Nyla. I mean, God forbid we haven't seen her in a while. Um you know, make her be the fucking giant that, or, yeah, I guess giant, but make her the monster that she ought to be and just kick some fucking ass again. Maybe, or maybe you bring in a uh, certain released uh, female wrestler who's not like most girls. Okay, okay. Uh, then we get the Anarchy in the Arena match. Oh my fucking god. The Jericho Appreciation Society takes on the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, with Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. This is the second longest match of the show. This one goes 22 minutes, 45 seconds. Um, just a crazy match. <laughs> you get, what, 10 people involved, and it's just scattered all over the place. Um, obviously, we don't know what it looked like on TV, but... Maybe you guys saw us during this Maybe. match because we could tell. Uh, go back and watch it during the women's match. We could see that there was like a camera crew and like extra security kind of yeah. going, you know, in our section in the entrance. We we're like, oh, something must happen. We knew that this match was coming up, and John Moxley does his entrance. We're like, oh, maybe Moxley's going to do the entrance and run yeah. down here. But uh, Eddie Kingston came down and did the entrance down our ramp. They come, uh, you know, do the fight. They did yeah. the whole uh, gangster shit with playing. Uh, the song while the fight's going on yeah. and just bloody all over the place. Uh, just crazy match. They go, they, at least in terms of our section, they come back up with Eddie Kingston and uh, one of the 2.0 guys, yeah, bloody. Santona yeah. Ortiz also come up. And then studio audience and Dominic were like, oh, you know, if you want to go chase him, go chase him. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go chase him. And I walk up to the concourse. I'm trying to see where the crowd was, and I, because at this point it was already the mustard spots, and I was like, oh, you know, I don't yeah. know what they're doing. And so I, I walk up, don't know what's going on, and I see the crowd over here. I was like, oh, you know, I'll just see what's going on. And I got there at the exact right moment where they were moving into the elevator, so the crowd was still in one spot, but I was moving enough to where I could, you know, get a head start in towards the elevator. And I, hopefully, well, I'm gonna post the stuff on Instagram, yeah. so you guys can go check it out on our Instagram, and I'll uh, throw up the uh, videos of the stuff we got. Uh, by far the best videos we got were from this match, and yes. we are definitely biased. I feel like this was the best match. I mean, most favorite match. I'm not going to say the best match of the show, but uh, it was just a lot of fun, and I think it really, especially in like our section, gave us like the jolt of energy that I think the crowd was lacking for a little bit. I mean, I think, I don't know if it was on Friday's podcast or maybe a couple weeks ago, whatever, but we talked about it was like, every time we have these type of matches that we are actually in live, like, like the House of Horrors match, and I'm pretty sure there's another one that we saw in person, but we were like, it's not, uh, oh, I get to watch a recording. Oh, they come in for five minutes. Oh, that's the end of this match. This match, by far, takes the cake. Fucking everywhere you fucking turn, there's just 
just chaos. Um, and, and even when the stuff wasn't, you know, right next to us, it was still fun and it, it culminates in the ring. Yes. But I think they did a nice job in terms of in the arena of spacing everybody out. Everyone kind of had their own little twosome they could look at. Yeah. And there was like the big spots that, you know, can get your attention for a little bit and they can go back to whatever's in front and, of you. And the, and the, the Jumatron, they kept as fast. I mean, it was annoying because it was kind of like there's a few times where it was like they just went to somebody and they automatically cut away. But I mean, there was moments where like you, they would keep keep it on like Jericho and Boxley for like a minute, and then they switch it to Danielson and whoever he was fucking up, and then oh, they switch it to Santino Ortiz, they switch it to Eddie, uh, Eddie Kingston and stuff like that. So like, you know, it they 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 did try to give everybody in the arena a shot of everything, um, but um, but I have to agree, probably if not the best, but the most fun, just because of the fact that if everybody was involved and. Uh, a lot of blood. By, I mean, this was the only match with blood? Well, Darby had blood in his mouth. I, and, yeah, I think even... I mean, heart, you know, legit yeah. bucket, you know, coming down. When, yeah. I, when I came back down from the uh, Eddie Kingston elevator spot, I'd come down the section, and there's literally just blood just all down the, the stairway. I have, yeah. a, I have a picture, and it doesn't even do it justice because it's just this one little spot, but it was literally all up and down the walls. Yeah. So... You know, we both love this match. Uh, I'm excited to see what it looked like back in person, what other people who watched it on television thought yeah. of the match. Then, the penultimate match was the three-way tag title match with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the champions, defending against Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, and Team Taz. This one was 17 minutes, 15 seconds. At this point, the basketball game had ended, or at least was coming to, to an end. So. We're- just hit him hit. Thank you, buddy. Got those six assists. Hit the over, baby. So um, we do. You know, we didn't exactly know how far the match was going to go because I mean, this car was already running super long as, yeah. as it is. But uh, for what it was, seventeen fifteen, everybody got their shit in. There was high spots. Um, you know, Keith Lee does power moves. He finally did. You know, very athletic spot. Yes. You know, doing the tope over the uh, over the top rope, and he still utilizes power. We got big beefy men bumping meat. Which, by the way. The guy behind us who used that after Brandon said it, fuck you. Well, I think he actually said it. because no, I you said it first. Well, no, but I always mess it up because I'll be like, big, meaty men slapping meat or bumping I No, you said it right. You said big, big, beefy men bumping meat. You said it. I don't know. Anyways. And then he fucked up and said, like, big, meaty men. Or he fu- he's the one that fucked it up. I'm like, tapped you in the leg. Like, Good job. I, I know. Yeah. I listen to the New Day podcast. Yes. I don't, but I, I remember the snippets. But uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus get... The wind they retain. Um, good match. I thought that I, it did get very good at the end because I thought there was good near falls. No Christian turn. No sh- real shenanigans to speak of. Christian does get involved in terms of you know evening up the odds I, in terms of cheating or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was a good match uh, for what it was. And after the anarchy in the arena match, and obviously the main event after it, I think they did did a good job at keeping the energy. But not you know burning out the crowd or yeah. having them be dead for yes. this match. I hundred percent agree. I think uh, you know I'll be honest. Probably right after the Hardys match, maybe the match after, my head started to fucking pound. So I was someone peaked a little bit too early. I I, I was trying to relax as much as I could and and still be entertained, which I was. But at this point, I was kind of just trying to save my energy i was still cheering and being like oh cool but at this point i was kind of like i punk hangman next i gotta fucking make sure i can scream and i gotta cash this ticket 
pretty much that too. Uh, but yes, in the main event, Hangman Adam Page defends his AEW World Championship against CM Punk in the main event. This one goes 25 minutes, 40 seconds, and CM Punk is your new AEW World Champion with a go-to-sleep. Um, crowd was, we speculated what the crowd was, be li- was going to be like. And we were right. And Well, I mean, I think we were a little bit wrong. I think we thought it was going to be over overwhelmingly or at least favoring towards CM Punk and I thought this was much more of a 50-50 split it was really hard for me to gauge what the crowd was like because there was it is hard because like boos are kind of louder than cheers so when people were booing it just seemed kind of louder than maybe it actually was but I would say at least a 50-50 split down the middle and honestly I thought the crowd kind of carried this match it was a good match you know they, they worked their ass off. They, they told a good story with both men selling the knee, uh, trading, at least trying to trade uh, yeah. finishers, CM Punk, tried to nail the buckshot twice, botched both of them pretty much, couldn't nail the landing. Um, they did the old Sami Zayn NXT spot where the uh, the babyface champion, or babyface has the championship in his grasp, gonna hit it, he doesn't, and then and that and in Sammy's case, it didn't cost him, but it did ultimately cost Hangman, where Punk hits the GTS for the win. No heel turn, nope. no shenanigans, nope. no run-in, no nope. Okada, no nope. Kenny Omega, nope. just nope. CM nope. Punk gets the gets the belt. He's happy. He's visibly either on the verge of tears or did cry. He was very emotional, gets the win. Crowd goes home happy, I guess. I don't know. As I said, very split crowd, but it wasn't like anybody was turning on Punk. I think they just wanted their guy to win. Punk was the one that came on the top, and we're he, here. he's the champion. We're here now. So, as I said, Dominic, I thought the crowd kind of carried the match just of the atmosphere. I I felt kind of the same with, like, the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns because it was, like, very split, and yeah. just the crowd was very much into it. I still think Brock and Roman was a better match, but Punk and Page delivered for what they were trying to do at 25 minutes. I mean, it didn't feel like it. I thought it, you know, carried, you know, carried I mean, the I time did, nicely. I did get very fucking nervous when... Justin Roberts said an hour time limit. I'm like, oh my fucking god! Please don't go a fucking hour. But you know, I I I I would have to agree with everything you just said. I mean, the fans, you know, Punk came out. I think a few people started to boo, to boo, to boo, to boo. God damn it, to boo. But as soon as that one person starts, that first person said CM Punk, whole crowd erupted for CM Punk chants. Second cowboy music hits. Fucking, it's cowboy shit, cowboy shit, whatever. So, you know, it, it was very much, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't even say 50-50. I think it was, you know, people. I mean, there was a guy literally next to us who was cheering for both the guys and just doing the chants back and forth. Yes. But, Which, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, but, no, I, I think uh, the fans were entertained. I think, uh, you know. I, I legitimately think Hangman Page, Hangman Page hurt his knee with that uh, moonsault he did out on the outside. I, I think he legitimately hurt himself, but, um, you know, the fans got what they wanted, and that was a CM Punk victory. I'm, I, I don't care who you are, if you hate CM Punk, if you love Hangman Adam Page, it was the right decision to drop it to Punk because Hangman needs to to regroup. Yeah, uh, I very much enjoyed the match, thought it was good. Uh, no shenanigans at the end. Dominic tried to spoil, or he thought he was spoiling, that uh, Okada was in Vegas. 
that did not happen, especially with, with Forbidden Door around the corner. You would think maybe they do some sort of angle or some something to build towards that. But no, just Punk gets the win. Champion celebrates in the ring. FTR came out. Uh, well, that was after the fact. But CM, you know, CM Punk celebrates. Bam. Fade to black. And then, yes, FTR comes out. Uh, they hug him. And uh, Punk cuts a promo. Uh, you know, very impassioned. Says, let's fucking go a couple times. Uh, puts over AJ. Shout out AJ. Shout out. Shout out. And uh, just talks about how much he loves the fans and whether you boo or cheer him. He, you know, does it for them. And, you know, just standard babyface stuff. People speculating whether Punk or Page are going to turn. Nothing of the sorts yet. I do wonder what, you know, I, I know him and the FTR guys are close, so I don't know if that was just a shoot or maybe they are trying to tell some sort of story with them as a, a group and uh on the internet, there's people saying, like, oh, Punk wins the ROH title, he turns heel. He, uh, he wins the WWE title, he, you know, goes against the company. So if he, now he's the AW champion, what does the CM Punk character look like now? As a champion, he gets very power-hungry, and he does all these different things according to his track record. I mean, I would love for it to be a different story this time. Not, not that I say I want him to be face 24-7, but I would love for it to be you know very much a fighting champion which i know he will but uh you know i would love to see best in the world cm punk come out if, if that may- i mean i know he is but you know wwe cm punk best in the world i don't give a fuck who you are on this mic at commentary in the ring on the i want i want that cocky motherfucker to come back which it's kind of hard because he's a little bit older you know a little bit slower but um, I still think he can pull it off, and but my question to you is, who is next? I do not know. With Forbidden Door around the corner, you would assume they're going to do some sort of, you know, big main event. Um, the Kenta CM Punk thing is a dream match, you know, GTS GTS, mm. and that's I think a, a good match because you can have the you know AW their champion go against a non New Japan person or non New Japan champion. Have it be a big match, but the AW person can go over. Politically, you could have Okada or whoever the other, you know, super big. Well, I guess Okada is the biggest name they have. Have him wrestle Paige or somebody else, and he can win and, you know, do the 50-50 booking for New Japan and AW. Because, you know, these joint shows are always very political and very interesting to see how they book it. Um, So, we're less than a month away from Forbidden Door. That's just knowing nothing. I guess Punk and Kenta is kind of the way I would go if we're going... Um, uh, towards the next pay per view. I mean, well, what we'll the wait and see? I mean, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I know I'm not, I'm not very hyped up on it. I think it's kind of a, you know, they could have done a way better pay per view. But you know, overall, Matt, uh, overall the show was. I'm gonna say great. I'm not gonna say amazing, phenomenal, you know, tremendous. I'm gonna say great. There was a few low points, a few things that I'm kind of like, eh, didn't need to do that. But overall, I think it was, you know, two thumbs up. I agree. Really good show. Way too long, I guess. I mean, there's matches matches you definitely can cut out. We knew going into this, this was going to be a long night. And it it delivered in terms of length. It also delivered, I think, in terms of every match was solid. There was no bad match on the card. No classic on the card, you know, going back to the other, you know, our double nothing 19, you know, there was no uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, Cody, D- Dustin. So there was no 
super duper you know over the top classic that we saw, but everything delivered. Um, I, I thought it was good. I agree. Not better. I would say less than Double or Nothing 2019, but it's also a different show just because of you know first show ever, yada yada yada. Yeah. But still, I agree. Two thumbs up. Thought it was a good time, good show. Dominic, uh, over, maybe not overall thoughts, but. Your thoughts on you know the experience? You know, first time going to T-Mobile. How'd you think? How'd you like the arena? I mean, I did like, but also didn't like the whole cashless thing, just because. Did not realize that I was very excited because I went out of money. I thought I could use my cash to pay for shit, but no. Nope. And uh, but you know, I I think overall the arena was fine. I kind of dug the. Uh, I liked it better than MGM just because it's bigger and yes. more spacious. Yes. 100% agree. I felt like MGM was not, I wasn't squished, but definitely kind of like, you know, there's like twice as much everything ex- at, at T-Mobile exactly. than there is MGM. Exactly. So, but I, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't complain, Brandon. I can't complain. So that'll do it for us for today. So much for doing a half hour recap, clocking in at almost 53 minutes. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed Double or Nothing, enjoyed our recap of Double or Nothing. Hopefully Tyler's on next week. Hopefully Tyler is on next week. So we will be back Friday night. That's the plan. Maybe Saturday Saturday morning. Who the hell knows? But if you want to send in questions, curveballncs at gmail.com. Slide in the DMs, curveballsncs on both Twitter and Instagram. All the pertinent links are in the description down below. People, hopefully the audio sounds a little bit better on this one than it did on the regular episode. But until next time, that's been Dominic. I've been Brandon. The studio audience is here. She had a great time. Woo! Woo! No mascot. We did FaceTime the mascot earlier today. Shout out the mascot. Shout out. Uh, but thank you very much. Goodbye and good night. Uh, Puppy. Yesterday's too long ago Don't agree with it